Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. We're moving on on our next cornerback comparison show or scouting report show, rather. We already did... Kaylee Ringo and we did Eli Ricks. We are moving on to a distinct pairing amongst the corner group of Garrett Williams from Syracuse and Clark Phillips from Utah. Coincidentally, Ryan, actually not coincidentally, I'm sure you did this intentionally when we decided on these pairings. These are two guys that were number eight and they both came on the show. They were both participants in our interviews. Believe it or not, Joe. I did not do that on purpose. I was oh, just BS. looking. I was looking for two players that were notable players at the top of this class that were of similar body types. That is why this pairing happened. It just so happens they wear the same number and they both came on the show. So those things are those things are coincidental. All right. I, okay. I did not plan this. Did not plan this. The only reason why I pushed back is I and I was just saying this to you before we started recording. I still don't think that they have necessarily similar body types they're 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 both 510 511 180 something pound corners man like who else was i going to compare clark phillips to in this class i mean well i'm not knocking you for that i'm just i'm just saying that i think clark phillips is smaller than you're you're giving him credit for well i i can only go by his listed measurement because unfortunately for us clark phillips is only a third year player so he owes it on NFS or Blesto, so we don't have a legit height weight for Shame yet. on you for not flying to Utah with a tape measurer for the preparation of this show. Well, the great thing is, is that they are both friends of the show, so I guess I could just text Clark and be like, hey, what's your actual height? He, he's, not gonna, he's not going to tell record, you. <laughs> Sir, I'm, I'm in the media. All I have to say is off the record, he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah, you but then stuff. you could only tell me, and then I might blurt it out on the show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you man, you put out so much secret information. I, I listen That's to the true. I listen to Believe in FCS show, and you're like, "Oh man, NFS has this kid as this grade and that grade." Am I not? Am like, I not supposed to share that information? Uh, you, you didn't I tell mean, me I couldn't. Can. You can. You I mean, it's 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 out there, man. So like, it's not yeah. like you don't. It's not like you you have to keep it secretive. But I'm one, you didn't tell me you couldn't, and two. What I'm doing at least requires m- more effort of like, I'll do the research on the guys and then I use the grades to supplement the mm. information on the FCS show. A lot of idiots will write articles and a lot of reputable yes. idiots will write articles just based on the numbers that they pull from that list and won't watch any film. <clears throat> Jack Brasky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so mean. That's so mean. Or, you know what else will happen is that someone will publish a the the list of the NFS grades. Yeah. Uh, who, who was it? It was somebody very reputable. I forget who it was that posted it. You know what I'm talking about, though? He literally posted the whole... Oh, yeah. Ex- an angry scout got Yes. Man. 
angry NFL draft scout gets mad at the draft dudes guys for discussing something yes, that was, pu- that it was, was publicly I, published. Yeah, I think it might have been Marino or yeah. or I mean, Crabs. And honestly, I would have done the same thing. Like that was readily in- available to the masses. It was put out publicly. It's not Joe or Kyle's fault that this was put out into the universe. Yeah. Like it's get a life aggregate NFL draft scout. I hope you listen to this podcast too, you fraud. I, I don't think he does. I don't he doesn't. He's no too busy. No one He's, too busy being, He's too busy being great at scouting and stuff because I've been in the game for 30 years. Shut up, dude. It's yeah. it's really Dave Gettleman. I firmly believe it's Dave Gettleman. Yeah, I I I, I think I actually know who it is. I know yeah. we've you've told yes. me we've we've yes. discussed my my second hunch is is it's Dave Gettleman. I, that's that's where that I stand. would that would be that'd be way funnier if it was Dave Gettleman if I'm being honest. Because he's such be a he's such an oaf, but on the internet he's actually a real you know a real tactile. What if it's David Turner secretly? <laughs> All right, enough conspiracy theories. Uh, Ryan, yes. if you want to bet, we've, we've actually got, holy crap, Ryan, we, th- we've we got the next round of preseason games this week. So if you want to bet yeah. on those because you're a total degen like I am and you're fiending to bet on some football games, go to Bet Online where you can find the place for the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and even with the first to market odds and lines never fails to have the most awkwardly worded sentences in this read find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball now nfl preseason as well as nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ryan, let's start with Clark Phillips. And I need to be doing a better job of this, of course takes me till now to make an effort to do this at the very end of us doing these scouting series but i'd like to set you up first talk about clark phillips and his background what do we need to know about him before we go into breaking him down yeah i mean a couple interesting notes and of course we've had both these guys on the show like joe kind of said earlier on so by the way go check out those interviews they've been two of our most highly viewed videos especially the clark phillips one this cycle yeah exactly and and i would say that if you want a really more in-depth piece on the backgrounds i would definitely take a look but i mean kind of the 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 de facto background report joe just kind of a a little glimpse into him is he is a third-year player technically a junior because he's played two years but he is going to be listed as a redshirt sophomore because of the covid year which was his freshman year so he only played in a few football games as a true freshman but he was a former high four-star caliber player out of la habre high school in Lakewood, California, originally committed, Joe, to Ohio State, actually. He decommitted from Ohio State and ended up going to Utah. And honestly – hear that happening. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's very strange. It's very strange. And I actually know – I'll put it on the universe. It's fine. It's been discussed before by me and Brian on the the Irish Breakdown show. But Notre Dame was a school that actually Clark Phillips liked a lot. But the former defensive coordinator, Mike Elko, at the time, who was recruiting him – thought that Clark Phillips wasn't long enough to play at a high-level school. So that was a pretty 
Bad take by Mike Elko, yeah. although I really do like Mike Elko. But anyway, ends up at Utah, which I love the fit, man, just from my personal perspective, because I really respect the job that Kyle Whittingham does and Morgan Scally does on the defensive side of the football. And Clark is that kind of – and I know we're not going too much into the, the the film right now, but like technician is what really pops off to me, and he's a hard worker. And I think that, that being a part of that Utah Utes program – has been great for him, and he's a kid that the minute he stepped on campus, he was a starting player for the Utah Utes for a team that is usually very more like upperclassmen laden. Like that's usually the players that play a lot of football. But from day one, he's been a starter for Utah, coming off of a dynamic All-American caliber season last year: two interceptions, thirteen pass breakups, sixty-three tackles. So it's been a standout ever since he got there. But a very interesting, a little bit backstory from the recruiting side. Mm-hmm. Originally committed to Ohio State, and man. Ohio State, I'm sure, wishes that they had him right now. But other conversation for another day. So I, I don't disagree, or rather, I disagree on the sense that he's not long enough to play at a high level. But I can understand that assumption by Elko because the length right. is something that I highlighted as a concern. This is somebody who's listed at five foot ten, and I was arguing back and forth not really arguing but like discussing back and forth yelling at me yelling at me screaming i think this is a guy that's probably closer to five nine and a hair somewhere Uh around that that range i'd be curious to see how long his arms are because he probably has decently sized arms for his size i think he definitely makes up for it though like those concerns are not completely eradicated but at least dampened because he has really good technique and he mm-hmm. understands positioning very very well the one thing that i was asking myself when watching him because like he checks every box as like a as a coverage corner as a man a guy who can cover as a man and and he shows a lot of really good flashes and again the positioning is fantastic might be the best out of the guys that we've watched so far uh on a consistent basis but if he was six foot two we'd be talking about him as a, like a first round lock I top pick. Yeah, top two. Yeah. Right. But conversely, I wonder, is this a guy that's mostly going to win in the slot at the next level? Is that where his value is mostly because of that size limitation? Can we trust him to play outside guarding uh, a Mike Evans? I, I, I don't have any concerns with him playing outside, if I'm being honest, because the the things that I think separate Clark Phillips is one. I mean, you mentioned it, Joe, he before the show started. He is a very densely built kid, man. Like yes, he is very, very compact. He's physically well put together, though. Like, I mean, even if you watch him on film, like he is just a, a muscular young man who clearly spends a lot of time in the weight room and he can match physicality as a player. And I think when you turn on the Ohio State film, for instance, the kid has a forced fumble, deep pass breakup against Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he has an interception where he was running stride for stride with Jackson Smith and Jigba in the end zone and comes up with the interception with the great body positioning, like you're saying. So I think from a technical perspective, from a physicality perspective, he can last outside. He is a good enough athlete. I think he's a high 4-4 type of player. So I would say like 4-4-7, 4-4-8, which isn't incredible when you consider the fact that he may be 5-9 and a half. But I think that he is a player that is going to be similarly billed as like a slightly different body types. But he gives me Tredavious White vibes where it's like Tredavious White is not the most physically imposing player from a height-speed combination. But he plays but not, physically. 
He plays incredibly physical and above his size, and I think that he can last inside. But the great thing I like about Clark Phillips is, to your point, I think he can work inside at nickel at times. I, he's one of those kids that I think outside corner, but then also can match up with kids moving inside in the slot. So, like, if he's working against a player, let's say it's a – I don't want to say a Cooper Cup, but like a Antonio Brown-style player, right, where it's like mm-hmm. Antonio Brown can play outside, he can play inside, but he's not the biggest kid in the world – I think Clark Phillips is the kind of player that can match up inside because he mirrors really well in coverage. He's not a press man corner, but he can play off man because he has good change of direction and short area stuff. And he just gets himself in the proper position all the time. And he has really good ball skills and he just plays a physical brand of football. So I'm in on Clark Phillips, man. I I think that there's going to be some people that are going to kind of look past and say like, uh, you know, but he's only five, nine and a half, five, 10, somewhere in that ballpark. If it's not an issue on film, I'm not going to make it an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, I don't, I don't think that the, I don't think that the size limits him much. I think it, at times, you know, that the short steps working vertically might be able to hurt him a little bit because he doesn't have great stride length. But for the most part, like I did not see an issue on film where I was like that size is a deterrence for him. I think that it's one of those things where he plays bigger than his size. So I think Clark Phillips is an outside corner that can also play inside, and I think he's. One of the best corners that I've watched this week so far, man. I think I think he's excellent. So I'm going to be a little bit of a hack. I I, I feel that he is a top 50 pick. Mm-hmm. I'm slightly hung up on the size thing, which is why I'm not willing to bump him into the first round. If if the guy had two more inches, I'd be willing to maybe I would be willing to bump him into the first it's, round if you if he was five eleven six foot, it'd be an easier sell for me. But yeah. because of that, and just it's a question mark. You can't. I don't think I can say for certainty that he is someone who can succeed at the next level. There is a chance that eventually he could get bumped inside. Like that's what I saw on tape just because of his height. Again, he still, it still doesn't limit it. It it somehow doesn't limit him, which is odd. It's kind of like what, um, who was the pit defensive tackle that we talked about? Oh, Kalijah Kansi. It's kind of like the Kalijah Kansi argument, except this is a little bit easier to figure out because you don't need to be, 6-2 to play corner and be good. Kalaja right. Kansi is very much of an outlier, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like in a similar vein of it's odd trying to fully project him because he plays really freaking well and he does a really yeah. good job if only he was a little bit bigger. I think he's a top 50 pick, but I'm not bumping him into the first round in terms mm-hmm. of his projection. Size matters for me at corner. It does, but I think that we have seen some guys like a Jair Alexander and Denzel Ward of the world that have kind of I mean, they're two of the better. I would say that both of them are top five corners in the NFL right now. But aren't they both five eleven? Nah, man. Denzel is barely five ten, I think. And I Jair, I think, is like the same. I don't think he's very tall at all, if I remember correctly, when he measured in. Like those guys are both, I think, sub five eleven corners. Yeah, it says Jair's five foot five foot ten. Yeah. And then Denzel's definitely five ten. He might even be shorter than that. He's not a big guy. Curious on Denzel Ward. Yeah, man, he's he's even smaller than Jair. I'll tell you that. Oh uh, man, um, no, it says he's uh, it says he's five eleven. There's no way he's five eleven, Joe. We're gonna wait, go to the combine stuff wait, here. Pull, I pulled up his combine stat, his combine yeah. numbers. Tell me, five foot eleven. Nope, I'm I'm proving you wrong right now, sir. It says I'm on the the combine page. The, the what, what what combine page? There's ones that matter and there's ones that matter. The NFL.com combine no, that's page. Wrong. Those it, ra- it rounds are, up. It rounds up. It uh, rounds up on the height. It rounds up on F5. the height. It rounds up on the height. I'm going to combineresults.com. He was seventy point eight eight inches, which means 
72 would be six foot, right? So 71 would be, yep. So he is 5'10 and seven eighths or some ball, ballpark stuff. So he's sub 5'11. He's sub 5'11, Joe. J- Jair was a late first round pick. So I don't think me saying Clark Phillips is a top 50 pick, I don't think that's too far off. But Denzel Ward, like, I don't think that Clark Phillips is a 4'3 guy like Denzel Ward is. Do you think no, he's so? Not. He's not. No, no, no. He's not. So, the, okay. So the speed thing, I can't directly. Compare or not compared to they're obviously not the same prospect. I can't give Clark Phillips that heavy of a nudge because he's probably closer to a mid four four, maybe high, like low four four, maybe close to four five forty guy because he's not like freaky fast. He moves well, but he's not like, like super fluid. I said like four four seven, four four eight, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Like, I think the short area stuff's gonna be good though. Like I think he's gonna the change of direction numbers are gonna be great. Which again, man, if he fits inside a nickel a decent amount of the next level, it's fine. It's a base player at this point, you know. Like got teams just don't play play sub more than they play base most of the time now. So it's a very valuable player. I am all the way in on Clark Phillips more than you are. I'll tell you that. Like I know we're gonna talk more about the projection at the end of the show, but he'll be in a first round mock for me here pretty soon. I like him that much. Wait. So, talk about the projection now, because we've we, we, we don't yeah. always do that. Uh, how how where do you see him? Like, where would you build? He's going to be he's going to be in tw- uh, somewhere in the twenty to thirty two range for me in a first round mock. Okay, that's where he's going to be. I, I I mean, you could sell like if you told me no, I I actually think he's an early second round pick. I'd be like, that's fine. I I can get there. Like, I think he's a late first, early second round type of player. Ultimately, right now. Okay, I don't think we're too far off then, because that's kind of what yeah. I'm saying is is but early I, second I, round. I, yeah, I was going to say though, I think that you're more on like the early to mid second round type of range for a Clark, comparative to like late first ish. Okay, well that's fair. That's fair. The, yeah. the other guy that we have is a little bit of a perplexing evaluation. Garrett Williams from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Much leaner than Clark Phillips. A little bit taller. We think that he's probably closer to 180 instead of him being 189. Very good accelerator, Ryan, and we're going to get to talk about him, but do, what's your background that you have on Garrett Williams, if any? Yeah, no, so he's out of Hickory Ridge High School in Harrisburg, North Carolina, the same hometown, I believe, as Jair Alexander. I think that we talked about a little bit about that on the interview, so that's actually a guy that he has kind of emulated his game around a little bit, which makes a lot of sense if you kind of watch him on film. So, Joe, he was a extremely underrated recruit. I'm pretty sure he was like, three-star, some two-star background as far as a recruit. He was a – he told me that he showed up to Syracuse at about 160, 165 pounds. So, like, he wow. was very, very skinny coming out of high school. And now he is, you know, a little bigger. He's lean. But I – I interesting body type because I actually do think he has decent length for his size, though. Like, he's only 5'11", but, like, I would guess his arms are probably around 31 inches or so. So – He's got better length, I think, than Clark Phillips in this comparison show a little bit. and uh, But he definitely is not as physically put together as Clark is. But interesting background because he is a under-recruited player that has kind of developed into the player he is now. But he had, I mean, Richard freshman year, he was in a secondary that had Andre Sisco, who you know I liked a lot, that I mm-hmm. think is he's going to be starting for the Jaguars this year. And Troy Williams, who had some other uh, people that liked him a ton, he was the best player in that secondary in 2020 by a landslide. 2021, he had another good year. He had like 50-something tackles, 10 pass breakups, no interceptions as a sophomore. But he also was banged up a decent amount during the year. So he missed some time with injury. But a under-recruited kid who has played well beyond his billing so far. Yeah, that's a very uphill battle 
trying to build up that weight to hear that he's coming from 160-ish makes a lot of sense. As I mentioned, as I was leading him in, really good accelerator. I, I think this might be a 4-3 guy. He moves really, really freaking well. That is what his biggest sell as a prospect is that this is a very fluid, freaky athlete. Yeah. You watch him on tape, though, Ryan, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of issues with technique, with his footwork, uh, with his positioning, with his awareness at times. So there were a couple of plays I was watching him, made a very limited amount of film on him. So to watch the Liberty game was the game that I watched on him. I don't even know oh, if we see, had another. You had, see more, you had to see more Malik Willis, man. That's nice. I was excited watching Malik Willis in that game, dude. He was playing <laughs> really freaking well. But uh, separately, though. Yep. Oh, oh, by the way, guess who uh, Guess who I'm taping a show with today that I have to. I'm sitting in as like a guest host because we're still trying to find him a, a co host. Guess who I'm doing it with? Can, can I have a hint? Can I have a hint? Okay. I just said Malik Willis. Who would it oh. be then if. Uh, uh, his wide receiver, Demario Douglas. No, it's uh, it's Cordell Stewart. Oh my god! Uh, I, I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. I thought you would have figured that one out. Uh, Cordell, I'm tempted nice. to ask him. I'm tempted to ask him about Malik, but I don't. I think he wants to get to some other topics. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, in that yeah. Liberty game, I think that he definitely had the advantage of his speed and his athleticism going against some pretty sloppy, low tier receivers on that team. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of times where it felt like he was a step slow. Uh, he was out of position very quickly. He's able to recover. He's re- re- reliant on that athleticism. But we were talking about how Eli Ricks, or not Eli Ricks, uh, uh, Kaylee Ringo, is mm-hmm. able to get himself back into positioning. I don't think that, um, I think Garrett Williams does a lot worse job of this where he tries to over rely on that athleticism to make up for his mistakes. So he's he is an interesting player, Joe, because again, I would say, if you went back to his 2020 film, I think 2020 film was better than 2021, if I'm being honest, because I do think that he was just dealing with some minor injuries and such that kind of limited some of his upside as an athlete in 2021, if I'm being completely honest. Because in 2020, I mean, no matter what game you put on, like I think of the Clemson game, for instance, like he's running stride for stride with guys like Amari Rogers and a more healthy Justin Ross. I actually know Justin Ross didn't play that year, but like the – um Ngata, Joseph Ngata, who's kind of a height, weight, speed type of dude. So there's a lot of upside, I think, from I think from athletically perspective, I think his straight line speed is good. I think his short area quickness is fantastic. Like, this is an off-man yes. corner that I think can change direction incredibly well. The most impressive thing about him, though, in my opinion, I don't know if you really caught it in the Liberty game much, but he's a really good tackler for a guy that his his size, man. Like he is a yeah. I mean, some really good flashes in that department. So you talk about the inside-outside ability potentially for Clark Phillips. I think Garrett Williams absolutely has that because I think that he could, he has that physicality and the mirror matchability to play inside at nickel. And I think he could also last outside at, at uh, full-time outside corner as well. So I like him a ton for in those departments. I agree. He is definitely a more raw technical player compared to a Clark Phillips. Like Clark Phillips looks like he's just been playing corner forever, right? Like he has just been tutored at, at that position very well. While Garrett Williams, I think, has kind of relied a little bit on his athleticism at this point. So, but if he gets some technical refinement to his game, I see a physical player <clears throat> with good overall athleticism. This is a guy that I think is a day two pros- pot prospect at the end of the day who has 
pretty solid ball skills, um, especially when you go back to 2020. Like he made a lot of plays with football, and he does have a background as a wide receiver coming out of Hickory Ridge. So I like I like Garrett Williams for what he is. Not quite the caliber of a Clark Phillips, in my opinion, but I think he is a day two type of player. Yeah, day two is where I sit with him, and I would probably consider him at the very end of the top 50 to outside of the top 50. This is a, a mid to late second round, maybe early third round prospect. Just be, the technical issues are are the, a big reason why. And I, I know that we talk a lot about buying into upside. And I, I even mentioned on yesterday's show of like why I was so high on Kaylee Ringo is that Keely Ringo, God damn it, I keep doing that. Keely Ringo, the reason why I was so high on him is because I wanted to buy into the upside. And his athleticism right. is so freaking good that I can look past some of those technical deficiencies. And he's 6'2 plus, so like yes. he has a higher margin for error. Like yeah. I get it. I get it. it higher, I, yes, very different. Because Garrett Williams, like if he has a bad technical side at the line of scrimmage, there are some plays where he can have the makeup speed to, you know, to finish on a play. But Kaylee Ringo is also 6'2 with with makeup speed, right? So like and he has really a, long arms. And like sure. you look at a Garrett Williams, if he falls out of position against a weaker receiver. He has the length and this recovery speed to make up for it. He can right. make up for those those technical issues at the start of the play. I need to see a step forward for for him before I can bump him into the top fifty. A lot of things he needs to clean up, and I know it's tough sure. at Syracuse. Not to knock that that coaching staff, but like how many guys have truly developed technically in that defense? Yeah, he's, he's in a tough situation They've had, in that circumstance. They- Man, they've had some dudes there too, as far as like athletes. I mean, like I feel like they've been pretty. They've all been pretty raw, though. Like Cisco's been pretty raw. No, to to your point. I mean, like I think of like an Andre Andre Cisco was a silly athlete on the back end, but like he was a guy that like fundamentally was not a great player as far as like his tackling ability and like that type of stuff. He was just winning off of natural ability and traits, right? So I agree with you. Those guys have not been developed incredibly well on the defensive side of the ball. I would even argue that. I mean, we talked about Matthew Bergeron on a show during the offensive tackle week, right? And he's another guy where I think he's winning off the traits a lot too at offensive yeah. tackles. So I, I don't think they've been incredibly well coached. I think that's a good point by you. But regardless, sounds like we're on the same page with him. Late, late second, early third. Yeah, I'd say he's a top 100 player for sure. You could sell me on him being a top 64 player when all said and done. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's good enough to wrap us up on. Ryan, thank you as always. Uh, we are moving on to our next pairing and then our, our full top five lists, Cam Smith and Cam Hart. We've got the two cams. Is that why you paired them together? Cause their name is cam. No, it actually, I actually didn't even realize that until right now. So that was, you're, not... you're such a liar. These, these no, coincidences are just, uh, just like who else, whole, who whole else guard week. Every guy had the same number. You're like, Oh, Joe, it's so funny. Joe, they're two six plus foot corners. Who else was I going to pick? Did you want to talk about Caillou blue Kelly or Joey Porter jr? Like I, you make yes. the pairings and then you can talk to me, sir. All right. You make the pairings next time. I'm, I'm only going to watch. Um, you didn't specify cam Smith enough. So, uh, I'm only going to watch the golfer Cam Smith, and then we're going to evaluate him. As a- <laughs> I, I did, I didn't know Cam Smith was a golfer, so uh, I didn't know I didn't know he was either until I quickly looked him up. Um, oh, Cam Hart is big as 
big as all hell. Six, dude. He's almost six three with thirty two plus inch arms. Yes, he's long. Former wide receiver recruit as well. So I, yeah, I'm apparently a fake Notre Dame fan because I completely forgot that Cam Cam Hart existed. He was on Feldman's freak list as well. Number uh, thirty eight on Feldman's. Yeah, freak you were list. geeking out this morning over that list. <laughs> well, some of those numbers are completely fake. I love Bruce Feldman's work, but like. Stop. Did you see the D tackle from uh, yes, Michigan yes. with a 44 inch vert? Why didn't we watch? Why didn't we watch him? Because he's not good. <laughs> That's very, very simply put. I mean, your point. There's no way he's a, a, a if a, if a 337 pound guy verticals 44 inches this draft cycle, I will delete my Twitter. It's out there. Clip it. Okay. Clip it. We need. To, it. I, I'm not gonna clip it because I'm lazy. Or not because I'm lazy. I got a lot going on this week. <laughs> I, I think you should clip it at the 27 minute mark and you should post that because that right, would be I'll, I'll do that man you got yeah you got you got okay yeah I'll do that I'll do that we got it. okay We're thank good. you Ryan uh at yeah. Joe Leon at Rise and Draft at NFL Prospects Pod hit subscribe wherever you're tuning in we will be back with our next pairing of corners Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.